Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I am Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. Happy New Year. And today on the show, we'll be discussing Resolution, the 2019 New Year's Day special, um, or as uh, as I think uh, Nick and I have decided to call it, uh, Reconnaissance of the Daleks. <laughs> nice uh yeah <laughs> so um so yeah so resolution is the uh the uh new year's day special and um it is the first returning villain of uh like returning classic villain of this era of the show yes um you know uh uh, uh i'm not i'm not prepared to uh, refer to of uh god i'm even forgetting his name Shaw, what's his name? Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. I'm not, refer- I'm not, I'm not comfortable calling him a classic villain yet. Um, so <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think to be a classic villain, you have had to have t- tussled with the Doctor prior to to Eccleston, right? Isn't that the definition? I, I don't, I don't know if there is a technical definition. I'm just spitballing here. Um, but uh, in any event, um, this is a this is a Dalek story, and. Uh, it's it's uh let's see written by Chris Chibnall director by Wayne Yip it was Wayne Yip that mm. was the director we were wondering who was directing it and we didn't look it up um <laughs> yeah so Wayne Wayne Yip directed this one uh I um I'm curious what 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 uh what we all thought of this one um personally I think that this was like this this episode is kind of what I wanted from the whole season mm. um it's 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 got the sense of adventure and wonder that I felt was missing from all of this season. Um, you know, that the, the, those, those sort of quintessential doctor who feelings that I, I don't, I don't feel were in uh series 11 at all. Um, or much, I guess mm-hmm. uh, this, this one feels like an actual, like legitimate doctor who story. Um, and maybe the Daleks have, uh, a little bit to do with that, but I think it's also just like the way the story was structured and like, I don't know. Um, it just, it, there was a lot of things in this that felt like Dr. Who and not so much just series 11. Like it felt like a nice sort of happy medium between, you know, the Moffat era and this new Chibnall era, uh, mm-hmm. in a way that like I felt found equilibrium, um, with what. I'm kind of hoping will become like the new norm when we get to series 12 in right. 2020 or whatever. God, um, no. I can't believe yeah. this is the only Doctor Who we're getting this year. It sucks. Uh, well, you know, funny you should say that because, uh, you know, we bought this on Amazon and there was um, 
when we bought it on Amazon, the uh, uh, the the season pass for for this resolution um, was actually for uh, it was like Doctor Who specials volume seven or something like that. Um, and so I wonder if there's going to be like a Christmas special like this year, like later this year. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, and then, and so like we get that and then maybe it's like back in like the spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, like it did have an option to buy like a season pass that was like more money than just buying the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like twice as much, which makes me think there's like, a, they're planning at least one other special. Um, whether or not that's going to be a New Year's Day or again or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, it'd be pretty weak if like it was like two New Year's Day special. Like the stocks are just really into New Year's. Right, <laughs> January first, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, twenty <clears throat> But uh, but yeah, so I I just I really like this, and I hope that um, when we get that new series, like it the the new season is more in this style. Um, mm-hmm. I think then. Um, <clears throat> than uh, than uh, than like what we got in series eleven, right? But what do you think, Cass? I really <clears throat> liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of people died still, but I'm glad that nobody with like a speaking role question mark died, which was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the end with Ryan's dad. I was like, if if this happens, I'm I'm gonna be so mad. Like you can't you can't kill you can't kill Ryan's dad on New Year's Day. Are you kidding me? But <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. I liked Industrial Dalek, um, and the use of it was yeah. new and creepy, and I kind of liked it. I like mm-hmm. it. Industrial Dalek, the Nine Inch Nails Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Reznor Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a closer joke, but I I don't want to say it on <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna oh do it. God. I keep almost doing it. But I'm not gonna do it. Oh man! Just imagine the opening line of "Closer," but like with a with a Dalek with a Dalek voice. voice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, it's all in your heads now. Yep. Thanks. All right. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what did what did you think? Yeah, you know, uh. It, uh Probably my new favorite Chibnall episode of the show, uh, mm-hmm. e- even before he was showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're right. It 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 it's sort of you know we there was that quote that we read uh, going into this like what you know in our previous episode where he was like it's decidedly more epic and it's actually a big fun ride and so that kind of is why I hesitate to expect any any of the proper season. 11 to be like this because this seems to just not be in his wheelhouse of the show Mm. it's like okay well it's new year's day so i gotta do something really big and crazy and epic and then it's just like a normal episode of the show yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) that's true although it did it did span like you know centuries because of like oh that was great that was great the prologue was great and scott and i like i i would i would read that comic if they did like a promotional comic of like this big Jason Aaron like Viking story of how these English or early human tribes brought down this one Dalek and it almost killed everybody like that was I mean that was metal yeah, it was pretty metal uh, and it was just a it was it was an actual cool like playing with the mythology of like I haven't seen this kind of Dalek story before and you know you always right. think you've seen them all and you know in, in in the in the way that like the best hero the best villains are always a kind of like a dark twist or perversion on the hero story. I love that this is a self-made Dalek. And we got like a dark, 
twisted version of what the doctor did in The Woman Who Fell to Earth, where she got to make her own, you know, make her own Sonic. This Dalek created its own case, its own box. Yeah. And that kind of, you, I, I thought this was just such a terrific villain and uh, such a cool, creepy unsettling Dalek story. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I, I was, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't crazy about the Ryan's dad stuff just because it's kind of like, oi, with the Ryan already. Like, I feel like we've kind of gotten two, three, what's Ryan feeling episodes in a row. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm ready. I, I like Ryan. I, I like, but I'm, I'm ready for 2020. And I, you know, I, I heard some stuff that, you know, next season might be a little more Yaz centric, which is good. Oh, good. Uh, M- maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I don't think it's been Ryan centric. I think the problem is that uh, Graham and Ryan are the same. Like their 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 story is the same story. Mm-hmm. That's why it feels that way. I think because I don't think it's been Ryan centric at all. I think it's been Graham centric. Mm. Mm. Um, it's just that Ryan is so related to Graham that it feels like it's Ryan centric. Mm-hmm. But like it was, it was Graham that was like getting the high five and stuff. Like I don't know. Um, I thought I thought when when uh, Graham's uh, dad show or, or when <laughs> Graham's dad when Ryan's <laughs> dad showed up, I felt like uh, I was like, oh, right, where's his parents? <laughs> I guess like it was it, it was it was like a it was like a big like instantaneous like oh right that's he didn't have parents and I didn't realize I think because I host a Spider Man podcast and it was just like yeah this is normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nor it's normal for main characters to, with no explanation, not have parents. Um, but uh, uh, I, I liked, uh, I liked all of that. I liked, you know, because it was sort of, um, you know, New Year's Day is like about um, sort of like turning over a new leaf, and so like mm-hmm. I liked that that was sort of the emotional um, through line of this uh, this particular um, episode. In fact, that was like. Uh, you know that was the deal with our our new character. All of our new characters were all sort of dealing with something um, similar to that of like starting a new, turning over a new page, so to speak. Right. Um, and uh, which, by the way, like I just really loved all the new characters. Like I was fully prepared and 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 wanting, just like yeah, just let them all come come in. Let's just do <laughs> let's just do companions. a full on yeah, let's just do a full <laughs> ensemble next season. <laughs> I really liked all of them. That's like the saddest part about watching this is that like mm-hmm. we might see Ryan's dad again, but we're probably never going to go, never going to see like the lady that got possessed by the Dalek or or her new boyfriend ever again. Right. I'm just glad um, they didn't die. Like I was so prepared yeah. for one of them to die. I'm like, no, you can't do that. But no, yeah. I mean, people always die in Dalek stories, right? So the but- death didn't really bother me, I guess, but. I'm glad that none of like the like Ch- you said the speaking. Yeah, <laughs> Chibnall has a very Chibnall has created a very spe- specific way of killing off random characters. That's true, and it's almost become like a formula, like a Weezer song, where it's like, <laughs> "Oh, hello, hey, villain, it's me. I'm a I have a family. Boy, my new boyfriend sure likes my new job. My grandkid really loves me. I'm a supportive. What you have to go through this door? Oh no, I'm dead. And like, <laughs> right? It like. Like three or four times over this over the course of his run, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like it's, I haven't seen a lot of Broadchurch. I, I mean, I saw the first series, but I, I don't. I don't know. Like I maybe it, maybe he just. And I mean, Moffat has had his own little picadillos with the show. Maybe it's just like his go to. I don't know. It, it felt like the Ryan stuff was much more in Chibnall's like comfort zone than any of the Dalek stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You could feel like, oh yeah, like what's wrong? What's this? Oh, tell him how you feel. And it's great because like, I, I, I'm thinking. Like, I don't remember if we've ever had a version of the show that was this interested in the interior lives or the 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 the, the psyche of of the companions more than like a cursory like here's their family. Yeah, All I that's what I really liked about this one. I mean, I think I think Yaz definitely got the short shift on on this particular episode. Yeah. Um, uh, she didn't really have any um, uh, New Year's resolutions, I suppose, um, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, hopefully, maybe we'll do uh, another special later next year or something, and it'll be more Yaz centric. Um, is she still be, a cop? Should be nice. Yeah, is she still a cop? Can right? she? Right. <laughs> Did she abandon her job? You know, this one. There were so many moments, little moments of Jodie Whittaker's performance in this episode where I find them like, oh, she's kind of like, she really is like a Miss Frizzle. Like she feels like a, the greatest elementary school field trip teacher. Yeah, you could ever have, and like you know when she's like. You know, I don't know, but when she was showing everyone the fireworks, you could just see she was so interested in, is everyone else having fun? Is this good? Mm -hmm. And I could picture her just like, you know, like a class. It just becomes like magic school bus. Like we, we have like a dozen friggin' companions. It's just like, where are we going next? Like every, and you know, yeah, it's always going to be the favorite student. (laughs) Yeah. That was the vibes that I kept getting from this episode was like, Yaz was just the, the, the top student. And the yeah. doctor was like this just great elementary school teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Uh so Wayne Yip, I guess I thought he was a returning uh director from this season. Uh, but apparently not. Apparently he is actually from the Moffat era. He directed The Lie of the Land and Empress of Mars. Um and boy, so he's oh the he's the first returning director, I don't which even explains what you couldn't Lie you couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me to tell you what Live the land or Empress of Mars. Yeah, Empress of, Empress of Mars was that one with the with the with, with the, the, the Victorian soldiers on Mars. I remember that. Yeah, one. the Victorian soldiers on Mars. Yeah, where the ice warrior. Oh yes, the ice yeah. warriors. Okay. Yeah, live ice the warrior land. lady. Um, Live the land was uh, part of that three part story. Oh right, with the weird pyramid yeah. mummy things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward a long way around now. <laughs> yeah that was that weird three-part story oh my god he directed away. class he's directed class yeah he directed two episodes of class yeah. as well um yeah so like i i think actually having that mixture of uh an older uh doctor who director or older i mean that was like last season but more seasoned but yeah uh one from the a different era crossing over um, to this era, I think really mm-hmm. helped the look of the show because this is the best that this show has ever looked. I think yeah, this season, I agree. Um, like it was directed really, really well, uh, and it was like a nice mix. And like I said, it brought back that sense of adventure and wonderment that I felt has been missing all through this new season. I think on purpose. I think Chibnall like did it on purpose. Like he wanted it to have a different thing, but I think as a result of that, it could somehow it, it could sometimes come off as a little lifeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this story being directed by, uh, yep, um, really did, uh, sort of bring, breathe some, some life back into mm-hmm. the show. And like, this is the most like Dr. Who that it's felt since it's come back. I think well, Yeah, we were, I, like when Lynn's boyfriend, like Seth or whatever, we had that great, uh, doll, uh, TARDIS entrance. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the first time we got like a wide shot of the TARDIS because this director isn't obsessed with close-ups like all the other right. ones. Yeah. I also really liked the music in this one. I think that it's the first episode of the season that's actually stood out musically to me. Um, yeah, but I really sure. like 
I don't know. I really liked the the bombastic stuff. Sometimes it doesn't work for me, but for this, it dun, felt dun, appropriate. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love I love the Daleks' new metal theme. I yeah, think I think that was pretty. That was pretty great. Uh, yeah, there there was something kind of like I don't know. I you you. I'm I'm a fan of like villain stories where the villain's back is against the wall a little bit, where they're like the villain is kind of equally on dire straits. And yeah, there was something really kind of cool about watching this Dalek just like, all right, I'm awake. What? I don't have a body. Cool. I'm using your body. Where's my nose? Where's my head? Where's you know? I'll make a new one. And I don't know. I was I was and he looked cool. I liked his little glowy glow in the dark lower half. Um, bit uh, behind the scenes. This is the first Dalek in the show's history to be uh, operated robotically. Mm. Oh, that's there was what some, really? Yeah, yeah. There was a cool story with the 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 concept designer of the show. Um, oh, I guess it is a little. It's too skinny to have a person for someone inside be of inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the way that it was designed. I guess that makes sense. I think that oh, checks out. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah concept designer Darren Faraday uh, revealed that there were basically there were three layers of the Dalek, and each were being operated independently. Wow. Ah. the eye stock the arms and the lights and between the art department and the prop makers uh they like all work together uh to make a, 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 a robotically controlled dalek so hats off to the designers mm-hmm. and, and you know what Doctor Who. i uh i really like the um um the rather than a plunger it had a claw <laughs> and i thought that that was pretty good like it wasn't it wasn't so noticeable that you were like, wait, where's the plunger? Like they picked a similar <laughs> shaped thing. Yeah. Right. So that so that it wasn't it wasn't like uh, you know, right away noticeable. But it is it does look, you know, less silly than the plunger. Well, like, it's yeah, like a little like, more menacing. Like when you notice when you notice for the first time that the, the TARDIS interior has like moving parts. Mm-hmm. Like a set, like its little hands are like yeah. moving up and down and it's it's subtle, but once you realize you're like, Oh, that's really cool uh yeah no it was it's it's it is good it's cool that the 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 it was like it's like weird it's like the little the the tips of the the like sort of steeple thing around yeah i don't know if i liked thing. that it was like it, they were like flopping up and down it was with, kind uh, of strange the crystal it was it was strange but like strange in like an alien way which is yeah you know i guess, I guess on brand and I'm, I just, yeah. I know, she said she's such a little like fixer she's such a, like, she's always tinkering she's always like Cuts and stuff. It just makes sense. That, like her TARDIS itself is kind of like a steamboat <laughs> or <laughs> something. Yeah, that's true. Um, it'd be really cool if somebody built a TARDIS that was like made of like a bunch of gears that are constantly like moving mm-hmm. with mm. each other. That would be dope. Um, anyway, the crystals are cool though. I just, I, I think I'm just, um, I, I like the new TARDIS. Okay, I think that the reason that I'm not. I'm not like totally in love with it is because I've never loved the sort of like organic looking TARDIS. Like I don't love nine and tens TARDIS that much. <gasps> really? Um, like, no, like I, I, I certainly have a, um, I have a nostalgia for it, you know, for sure. Like mm-hmm. when it shows up, it's like, Oh, hello old friend. Just cause I spent so much time in it. Right. Um, but, but it, it didn't like it, it, it never like wows me the way that, um, the way that, uh, 11's um series 5 TARDIS. Did. Yeah, that's peak uh, TARDIS for me. Yeah. And I love and I love 12's like uh chalkboard like school teacher TARDIS mm. also. Um I like that one a lot too. Uh I like I think I just like the ones that feel like someone lives there. 
more than the ones that just feel like they were grown. Even though I know the Tardises are grown, I know that everybody don't <laughs> don't correct me. I'm aware, but like I don't I don't like I don't love those as much. Um, uh, those those designs as much as I like the ones that feel like they're lived in. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway. Um. Yeah, I, this was. I just was really good. Like, I loved. I loved like this new recon Dalek. Um. I. I just love his uh, personality and like his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um. The idea of like going to Earth, uh, thousands of years ago to to like you know check it out and see how easily defeated and he he just like in, in like true Invader Zim style was just gonna like take it all down by himself and be like I did good. Uh, <laughs> And he just got tied down like Gulliver Travel, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. Um, but yeah, no, I love I love this uh, this new this added thing where like they can like climb on someone's back and like take control of them like a puppet, um, which is uh, so pretty scary. creepy. Oh, it's yeah. so scary and creepy. But like that's the thing. Like this episode reminded me of Dalek in yeah. that it like reiterated like why the Daleks are cool. Mm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, oh yeah, you all got used to calling them fat, stupid robots, but guess what? Now they can fly. <laughs> now they can fly. And like here, it's just like, yeah, nope, they can do more than that. It's pretty creepy. Uh, so I really like that. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really well done. And the actress, um, who played that character, uh, did a, an excellent, was it Charlotte Richie? Is Was it Lynn? Mm, Is that Lynn. who it was? Is that her name? Yes. Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte Ritchie, like she just did such a good job, like mm-hmm. playing this poor, you know, hostage of this Dalek while also playing like the Dalek, like slowly breaking through mm-hmm. um, her psyche. Like it was really good, really good performance. Um, I was just like really impressed. I think it's part of the reason why I wanted her to become a companion so bad, um, along with everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, Lynn and Mitch and Aaron. Do you um, think that Chibnall, because this has been a theme with all of Chibnall's episodes in that like the supporting characters are more interesting than the companions. Do you think that he's just like more interested in like, I don't know, these random people or I don't know. What do you guys think? I almost wonder if he just likes it. He, 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 I, I almost wonder if he just sort of like gets distracted by making sure that the that the random characters like have an arc in their mm-hmm. episode their one episode that they're in um and i almost think he's like too good at that to the point that he's not giving the ca- companions their proper due as mm-hmm. a result um cuz yeah it is sort of like the opposite of what uh Russell T and um and Moffat did you know, mm-hmm. Moffat, Moffat and Russell T were always really good at just like having like giving these these side characters like a personality that was right. very distinctive for that particular episode. But like they weren't so worried about like making sure they were fully fleshed out characters because they knew um, what was important. And, and what was important was like the characters we were following episode to episode, mm-hmm. uh, whereas like Chibnall seems to want the opposite of that almost which it kind of reminds me of um of um uh Robert Holmes stories a lot in okay. a way 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, not yeah. not they're not <laughs> they're not as good, but because <laughs> he was good at he was good at doing both, right? Um, but in that way, where Robert Holmes could introduce some like killer, just random characters for an episode, and you're mm-hmm. just like, man, I want to hang out with them, like so much so that like a bunch of them have like big finish audio series. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That uh, I I kind of wonder if Chibnall isn't uh, pulling from that a little bit, but not quite doing it as well. That makes sense. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? Well, you know, um, I think when I think about the Moffat era, I think of like he would write these big movie star personalities like mm-hmm. Amy Pond, Rory, mm-hmm. uh, River Song, you know, to, to I, I guess, you know, Jenna Coleman's character to a lesser extent, you know, like kind of never really. But like you would t- you would tune into that era of the show because you want to watch Amy and Rory and the doctor crack wise and pop open champagne bottles and mm-hmm. go on adventures. And you weren't really tuning in for like, you know, the daughter in the Venice vampire episode, you know, <clears throat> but Chibnall's era, he seems much more interested in the idea of, of a companion being like plucked from obscurity. Mm-hmm. These aren't, you know, Amy Pond was like a model living in a village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and these are much more like yeah Yaz and Ryan and Graham you know you're you're you you run into these guys on the subway you bump into them you don't really they don't, they don't really stick out and that is what interests him it seemingly is that they, even these three you pick any three people in the world and they're going to have an interesting inner life and he kind of follows that through with these minor supporting characters we're like yeah Seth or what Mitch and then <clears throat> Lynn you know we're like yeah they they I kind of I don't know if I would be able to describe they're like yeah they have some funny quips and they're kind of dorky and they they kiss on New Year's Eve I don't know, but, but, but they're archaeologists I, I I don't know I I guess they would be as interesting companions as these three are because like I I was kind of not on the Yaz Ryan Graham train going into the first couple episodes but they grew on me like real people do right mm-hmm. so it it it's it's just a very interesting way of going about this this show that's that's so old now and and has such a formula, as has had multiple formulas. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, um, yeah. Favorite favorite Chris Chibnall script for sure. Um, yes, I agree. Uh, of all time, I think. Uh, and it's uh, you know really really smart way to to take another look at the Daleks. Um, I would. I was a little bit bummed when 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 old old steampunky ended up melting because I'm like God I kind of want you to like sneak away and like like we'll g- give them a whole year to like build more Daleks yeah. build cyber Daleks android Daleks yeah for sure it's a little sad when he just like and just melted through yeah but it makes me it does make me wonder like what what Chibnall's idea of uh, Cybermen or of the Master would be does he have any yeah does he have it well I mean I don't know yeah I don't know um, <laughs> we'll see I guess well, no, I don't know I mean like well like I don't know like, like I'm fucking sure we're like with with Mark cool. Well, like what with Moffat, it's like, oh, he's such a he loves it, and he's such a nerd, and he knows every monster, and he's seen every episode, and what's he gonna do? But Chibnall, I don't know if that's really his wheelhouse, or if he just kind of sees the base concept of like, what if there was a person in a box that could travel through time and space and learn stuff? Yeah, where he seems more interested in that than like what are what's some big mythology thing? I, I don't even know if that's on his on his whiteboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from next season. Um, it's, uh, over a year away. Um, clearly not a unit story. 
Um, that oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unit. Brexit killed the unit. <laughs> oh, my God. Brexit that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> It was it was like actually it was like uh, it was a little bit like what Russell T used to do, but just a little more sharper, a little mm-hmm. less blunt. I mean, we had the um, Scott got fuming mad at at that that aunt that wife uh, old man Wi Fi joke. Oh God, I hated that old yeah, man Wi Fi yeah. joke. Oh. oh my God, I can't believe he wasted time writing that scene. Oh, awful. <laughs> um, I hate that scene so much, and it made me just as mad the second time I watched the story. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't love. I love the joke of the Brexit thing. I didn't love the the like government customer service rep. Um, sure, so joke. Like, kill it the weird, the, the most blunt, easiest way to like deliver this. Like it's just a lady. There's a lady on a phone. It's a lady. Which, on a phone. which is boring because yeah. those, those ladies on phones are always boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like there's a couple. I, I I almost wonder like is Chris Chibnall like just not funny? Like is he just not funny? Is that is that the thing? Is that the problem? is hilarious? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not. It's certainly not. But yeah, like maybe he's just not funny. Well, like, well I mean, Moffat was a sitcom writer. Right. You know, that was like in his marrow. And it, it, right. it seems like from my cursory knowledge, I'm not an expert on the career of Chris Gemino, but he seems to come from more of like a procedural hour long drama place. Right, right. Where it's like bits aren't really in his wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. So he's just bad at him. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? They reminded me of like when when Aaron Sorkin tried to write skits, skits yeah. on, on Studio 60. <laughs> Studio 60, and they were all universally awful. It's, because the, it's <laughs> the same discipline, right? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And I don't know. Season 11 was such a. And, and there was really this really cool article I was reading where like they were interviewing Chris Chibnall about series twelve or series eleven, like they're answering fan questions and you know, in response to and we try to give this this voice as little airtime as possible, but you know, the kind of like, oh, is Doctor Who's just SJW foddered now and it's just like uh blah blah. But you know, Chibnall said that the show isn't written in a vacuum. It's reflecting our world. Mm-hmm. It's it's writing about it's these characters experiencing stories are in our time, particularly, he said, young people and children. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of now 2019 just being a time for, like, maybe the show to reflect on the world. Yeah. And then, like, it'll be writing about a world that maybe doesn't even, we don't, we're not really even dealing with yet. That's true. And that's that's kind of exciting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I have no choice but to be cautiously optimistic because I don't have any more Doctor Who for the whole year. Is it maybe Sad. Christmas? That's true. Hopefully. Yeah, it's it maybe Christmas. Hopefully Christmas. Maybe they'll do what we did with Geek by Night. Yeah, maybe. Just New Year's Day and then Christmas. Yeah. That would be that would be good. Oh yeah, that is what we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh man. God, we're just as bad. But yeah. you know what? We're not getting paid millions of dollars to run it, so mm-hmm. um Yet. Chibnall, you have no excuse. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of, uh duelinggenre.com slash <laughs> Chibnall, you out there? <laughs> <laughs> Become a Patreon supporter. Help us make more Geek by Night episodes. If you haven't listened to our holiday special uh, that that uh, premiered on Christmas Day, uh, go and check that out. Uh, all three of us wrote little... Uh, they're like three little mini adventures um, that are holiday themed. So uh, if that sounds like something that uh, you might be interested in, go go check that out. Uh, it's, it's, you know, on the website and, uh, is in the geek by night, um, feed. If you haven't uh, already subscribed to that show, 
Um, so that new that new episode came out. So uh, check that out. Um, we each wrote an epi- wrote one of them, which mm-hmm. is uh, good. Um, so anyway, so check that out. Uh, check out our Facebook group, Dueling Genre. Or, sorry, not Dueling Genre. The Doctor's Companion Listeners Group on uh, on Facebook. If you're on Facebook. Uh, go buy uh, T Public merch, duelinggenre.com slash merch. And if you buy anything from Amazon, we'd really appreciate it if you'd use our affiliate link, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, just go through that link, buy anything like you'd normally do, and we would get a cut of whatever you purchased. Uh, so we, uh, we really appreciate everyone and anyone who does that. And uh, that's pretty much it. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. And uh, next time we start the long way around season seven, we're going to take a couple months off, um, sort of reset and everything. And then we'll be back with uh, with season seven of the long way around, which will include the Aztecs, the evil of the Daleks, the claws of Axos, uh, planet of evil, time flight, revelation of the Daleks, silver nemesis, the chimes of midnight, father's day, the idiot's lantern, and because we can't escape Chris Chibnall, the hungry earth and cold blood. Uh, so we will, uh, we will talk to you guys then. Bye everybody. It's a rough landing. Good night, everybody. Bye.